If you want to support any of the podcasts produced by Multiple World Productions, consider going to multipleworldproductions.com slash books, where you can pick up any of my released Kindle books, including the Operation Swan Song trilogy, Our Past Does Not Define Us, In the End, the Echo Omega series, and Sizzle Reel for just $2.99 each. Thank you. Good evening, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. So, before we see the Super Mario movie, because as you know how this show works, unless there's a guy on YouTube who gave me an attitude about it, um, talk about pre-thoughts. Thoughts I have going into the movie <clears throat> before I see it. And, as always, if you want to support the show, you can go to multipleworldproductions.com, and on there we have our list of sponsors, including Gamefly. You get a free... 30-day trial to Gamefly with the link on the homepage or in the article where you found this podcast, if you found it that way. Again, multipleworldproductions.com, you get a free 30-day trial to Gamefly. You can rent a game, try it before you buy it, all that kind of cool stuff. Old games, new games, a lot of Mario games on there, uh, including 3DS, Wii U, and Switch. Um, so it's definitely worth checking that out if you haven't done it already. Uh, again, multipleworldproductions.com, the description uh, we'll have the link in it as well. Now then, on to today's topic conversation. So, this movie came onto my radar as one of those things where it's like they were they were going to... There was this mad rush to pick up IP and make movies based on it. And I think the, the issue that I have, you know, with this is that we have this mad rush for IP because IP is king. And we end up where... A bunch of video games get optioned, and I felt like every week there was a new, oh, this video game might option me a movie, this video game might option me a movie. And it's like at a certain point you're like, okay, sure, I will see this happen, you know, eventually. There may be a movie that comes some point down the line, and then we'll watch it when that movie comes out. You know, we'll watch it then. But until then, it doesn't seem likely that's ever going to happen. And I think that was the case with a lot of it. And, you know, if we look back, a lot of them still have not come out to this day. Um that were an option during that mad craze. And here we are now with, finally, the Mario movie taking its, uh, you know, taking its debut. Um, and and it's one of the things, like, the, tra- the trailers start coming, I'm like, all right, this looks like it can be at least mildly entertaining, you know, to an extent. Then came, you know, the second trailer where it's like, oh, so they're doing a lot in this movie. And then came the third trailer where it's like, oh, and now we're on Rainbow Road and we're referencing the... Rainbow Road 64 shortcut, and we're doing the track skip, and I was like, okay, I, I see what this is now. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this is going to be what Aquaman was. Aquaman comes out in 2018, and no one is sure if they're going to make an Aquaman 2. There's no one who's like, definitely going to happen, you know, we're going to get one Aquaman movie, let's see what happens. So, it's very obvious when this one Aquaman movie comes out that they just decide to do everything Aquaman-related that people know in one movie and hope for the best, and then if there's a sequel, they'll figure out the problem in the future. How do you do a sequel when you've already done everything in the first movie? And that's kind of where this movie was, to an extent. It was this idea that we are going to be telling this, this you know, this Mario story where we're going to do as much Mario as we can, and we're going to hope for the best. Um, and I think that that's kind of where... I am on this movie going in. I think the cast is going to take some getting used to. I think I've said that before, where it's like, oh, Chris Pratt's voicing Mario. Um, I wonder how that'll work, especially considering we have 
someone we associate with the voice of Mario up until this point, but granted also, like, Charles Martinet's great, I'm nothing against Charles Martinet, but when we take into consideration, like, what Mario is in the video game compared to what Mario is here, Mario in the video game is an avatar for the player, so Mario having minimal voice, you know, acting, um, or having that voice that may be recognizable, but by and large, it's it's for him to kind of disappear as as you roleplay. Um, so, I think that putting Chris Pratt in is not... I, I've, I've warmed up to it, but I'm still not 100% on it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. So after the thing, we will talk about the movie after I've seen it. Hmm. Alright, so... How do we approach this? Because this, since implementing the new rating system, this, I think, is the hardest to rate movie. Because here's the thing. It is beautiful. Visually, this is a beautiful movie. The soundtrack is astounding. The voice acting is great. The plot is thin. And if you are not a child... I don't think you'll have much, or as much fun. Like, we've maybe we've just gotten spoiled lately with animated movies for kids, where it's like, you, you get these movies where it's like, oh shit, like, this works for adults too, where it's like, functionally anything Pixar. I can turn on a Pixar movie now, and I will sit down and enjoy it. Like, I, like in, in my top movies of all time, you have at least one Pixar movie, and which one can fluctuate? It could be Wally, it could be Ratatouille, it could be... Um, Incredibles, it could be, you know, any of those, um, or, or, or a few others, too, um, and it just, these movies work so well, um, Into the Spider-Verse is one of my all-time favorite movies, um, which works for both adults and for children, um, some DreamWorks movies work for both adults and children, it's not just the nostalgia going back and looking, because I can go back and watch Shrek, like, you ever watch a movie that you're nostalgic for, and you're like, oh, shit, this is really actually not that good? Like, I watched this movie when I was a kid, and I really liked it, and then I went back and watched it again, and it's like, oh, it's not great. Um, I've had that happen for a few. Uh, like, when you go back and think about Star Wars a lot, you, you have that. But you don't quite, you know, or, or like Iron Man 2, for example, is another one. But this kind of thing here, um, like, you know, Shrek holds up. Um, astonishingly well. And then it's like the new Puss in Boots movie. I haven't seen it yet. It's on Peacock. I may watch it, you know, at some point in the next week or so. But apparently that's really good and it works on both levels. This movie really doesn't. This is a kid's movie in a way. Or like, even like Teen Titans Go to the Movies has that really dark thing at the end where it's like they gotta kill all the heroes' families or, or like get all the heroes' tragic backstories back intact. So, like, you got Robin pushing the Waynes into Crime Alley, and it's like, that's fucking dark. And it's like, that that works for adults in the room, too. This movie doesn't really have that um, in that same way. The thing that they think kind of pads it out for the longer-term fans, and, and I think that's the weird thing about this, is that when you're dealing with a property like Mario, you have both, you know, the younger people who are still playing it, and plus, you know, it, it's been going on, when did the first Mario game come out? Like, you know, 80s? Like, it, we're going on 40 years of Mario now. Like, I, I, if, if you're in this world where you're going to have this kind of wild disparity of what is 
and is not covered, uh, the way they, they seem to keep the older fans entertained is through, like, just sensory overload of Easter eggs, which I'm like, all right, I kind of get that, and that is enjoyable to an extent, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, I have no incentive to ever watch this movie again. It, like, that's fun once, but after that, it's like, I gotta sit through an entire hour and a half movie just to see, oh, they're referencing a game that I have on my Switch that I can go play right now and not have a reference to it. I can just play the game. Um, I, I think that that's kind of, like, where this is. So, like, I think that, like, uh, I, I feel like grading this on a little bit of a curve. I'm gonna give it a four and a half because if you're a... If you're, if you're going as a family, this is a very solid family movie. And I think that as far as kid movies go, this is not a bad kids movie. This is very much a, a, a entertain the family. This will keep you, you know, this will keep you, you know, this will shut your kid up for a little bit and, and this will keep you entertained. You may be bored out of your wits, if, especially if you're, if you're not someone who's played Mario um, as a kid or as an adult or, or you're still playing or whatever. Like, if, if you're that person... Maybe this isn't for you. If you're not that person, this is maybe not for you. Um, it's also not the kind of thing where it's like you'll see it multiple times. Because it's like, oh, we have to see this again and again because it's, it's worth seeing multiple times. Uh, in the same way that, like, Encanto is entertaining. Or, you know, like, what was the other one? Like, Turning Red, if it came out in a the theater, I would have seen Turning Red multiple times. Same with Soul. Um, across the Spider-Verse, I'm anticipating, I'm building into my schedule to see that movie multiple times in the theater because I'm that confident that movie's going to be great um, when it comes out in June. Um, but therein lies the issue here, is that this movie doesn't have that. There is no draw for me to go back ever because I've seen it once and, you know, it, it was entertaining. It was fun. It's, it's, it, it is a, you know, a, a good time at the theater. Uh, don't get me wrong. But it is not a movie designed for repeat viewing. And I think that's an error on its part, too, where it, they could have been a little less on that and a little more on the, you know, what's it called, on, on the other stuff. And it's not quite as bad as I thought it was going to be in terms of just, you know, trying to do everything Mario in one movie. Like, I, th there's still plenty of fertile ground to go around. And, and I think that, like, it's just a paper-thin no pun intended, narrative. And the issue with that is, is that we've had Mario games that have done narrative and done narrative reasonably well. Like, the Paper Mario games do narrative to a reasonably, you know, to a reasonable degree that is entertaining. Uh, Mario and Luigi, like, all of those games have a narrative, and they're all reasonably fun. It's not all just, here's a basic thing, the princess is kidnapped, rescue the princess, and that's not really what this is, the guy rescue Luigi, but... I feel like the like the issue is they should have put a little bit more attention into the narrative to make the movie a little bit more entertaining on that front and worked on the 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 comedic aspects maybe to to make it a little bit more I don't want to say like see and that's the thing too it's like if we go back to how I talked about She-Hulk where I'm like look I, I understand that I'm not going to like every joke I'm not really the target audience of this the target audience is more women um that said, I did find a lot of entertaining, but, like, as I'm not the target audience, there are things that I may not find funny, like, and that's kind of where I am here, but that said, this movie is very obviously intended to be a four-quadrant movie, where She-Hulk is more intended to be a, this, we're going to focus on the female side of the fan base and let them have a little bit of fun here, um, and I think that was a little bit of, there's a difference there, um, 
if it's designed to be a four quadrant movie, and a four quadrant movie means what men, women, old, young, um, where where it's like though if if that's on an, on a on an axis where it's like you have men and women on the bottom, old and young on the side, and you divide it up into four four quadrants, is everyone will be entertained going to see that movie, um, and I think that that's kind of if that's the problem with this movie, then that's kind of a fundamental failing, which is why I think if you're going to see this movie. Um, opening weekend, I think you're better serviced waiting. I would say you're probably better serviced waiting a week if you're not going to shut up your kids for an hour and a half while they show that. I mean, look, seeing the Spider-Verse trailer was just phenomenal. Um, and that was the kind of thing where I was like, oh my god, getting to see that on the big screen was just so worth the price of admission that I, I think that that kind of, you know, made it fun. But it's just, it's the, the narrative is so paper thin. They make no effort to make it, you know, memorable or, or anything like that. It's, we sit here and we're like, okay, so Mario and Luigi are brothers. So because we know they're brothers, we have to go through everything else. And we have to, we understand the entire crux of their relationship. Um, the only relationship I really enjoyed was the kind of slightly contentious um, rivals becoming somewhat friendly between Mario and Donkey Kong. That's kind of enjoyable. But even that's not particularly deep. It's more just... You know, we've seen this before elsewhere, and you you know the general context of this kind of relationship. So let's see how this plays out um, in this case with characters you love. Um, and I think that's an interesting kind of thing to do, and I think they do that reasonably well. Um, uh, what else? Again, the, the movie is gorgeous. The visuals are outstanding, and I think that that makes the movie worth watching because it is one of those things that's like you you can you can see this movie like, on a huge screen and be like, holy fuck, this is beautiful. And I think that to an extent you'd lose something if you didn't go and see it in a theater. Uh, if you went and saw this in, you know, on your phone or if you watched it at home, you would probably wouldn't get the same experience. Even if you didn't see it in IMAX or in 3D and you just watched it on a big screen, you'd probably miss something there. That said, I think that unless, again, unless you have kids... There's probably not much enjoyment to be had here. Unless you are a diehard Mario fan and you're like, let me see how I can pick out all the Easter eggs. Um, but again, an Easter egg hunt is not a movie, even if it is Easter weekend, which it is fitting that this movie's coming out this weekend. Um, because, you know, it's Easter. Anyway, uh, what else is there to address with this? Um, I think that's basically it. I'm not super gung-ho about any of it, where it's like, I, like when I saw this, I was like, this has the potential to be something kind of special. I, I just don't think that... I don't want to say they, they fumbled. Like, they, they didn't like Deshaun Jackson it where they fumbled it on the one-yard line. I, I would say this is more of a, you know, it's going to make money, and that's all the movie needed to do. And I think that as long as it's entertaining for children, even if the parents don't necessarily like it, I think that that's, you know, it's an accomplished mission. I also think that when we talk about... Um, like Illumination, I think Illumination might have the best marketing team in uh, in the entertainment industry because every single one of their movies, I watch the trailer and I'm like, holy shit, that looks really good. And the movie comes out and it's kind of just okay to average or at best good. Because it's like, I remember seeing the trailers for Sing and Sing 2 and I have not seen either of those movies to this day, but... Like, seeing that, that trailer for Sing 2 that they were showing all the fucking time made me want to go see that movie in a way that very few trailers for movies I don't care about actually succeed in. Um, and the same goes for, what was that other illumination? Oh, 
uh, the Grinch. It's like, I have no interest in seeing the Grinch, but I was slightly interested in seeing the Grinch after that first trailer. Um, and I think that like, if Illumination can pull this, can pull that off for a movie, then I think that they have one of the best marketing teams out there. Um, I just want to see, you know, I just want to see them actually make a good movie and not just make a movie that can spawn a nice trailer. Um, I think that would be a nice little step in the right direction for me. Um, I think that just about wraps it up. Um, once again, if you want to get a free subscription to Gamefly, free 30-day subscription, go to multipleworldproductions.com. The description, uh, the link is in the description. We have a link on there that you can click on our homepage that will bring you to Gamefly's uh, website and give you that free 30-day trial. Um, we also have other sponsors too, like DHgate, like um, Brookstone, like, um, who was the other one? Becca Collector. And we have all kinds of cool deals through them. Um, and again, that's all on our website if you go to uh, multipleworldproductions.com. Uh, midway through the page, we have a, uh, a sponsors. We're going to have a separate sponsors page going up at some point in the near future, too. Um, and and if you use any of our links there, you get a free, you know, you, you get discounts, you get stuff. Or if you don't get anything and you're going to buy stuff from that site anyway, we still get a cut if you do that and it helps us out. Um, so, again, I'll say four and a half because I think that it is a movie that's worth seeing in a theater at least once. Um, but unless you have a family to bring it up over a five, uh, bring it up to a five, it's a four. So it's a, it's a four depending on circumstance. Um, but we'll wrap up there for today. Uh, tomorrow morning, we will be back as scheduled with the Mandalorian episode six. We will have a lot to talk about with that. Um, on the schedule, we have paint, but I'm not entirely sure if we're going to have that tomorrow or if we're going to have that Saturday, we're going to find out as I figure out my schedule. Um, but I think this is as good as a time as any to wrap up. And we'll be back with uh, The Mandalorian tomorrow morning. So until then, have a great rest of your week. This podcast is a production of Multiple World Productions. For more details about all the other things happening on all three podcasts, check out multipleworldproductions.com.